Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the death. This is episode 105 of the Kaiju Cast, a bi-monthly podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. And this is a bonus episode, the very first bonus episode of 2014. And joining me on the line are two Godzilla fans who have a very, very cool Kickstarter program that they've just launched. And uh, I'm going to briefly introduce John DeSantis. How's it going? And Chris Oglio. How you doing? Hopefully I said your name right. It's Olio, but don't worry. It's the G silent. I will not mess that up again. I will not mess that up again. So, uh, do me a favor and you guys tell the listeners who you are. Well, uh, most of my Godzilla pals know me as Dutch, but, uh, you know, John DeSantis, I, uh, big Godzilla fan since I was four years old with Godzilla versus Megalon. Love the music. Film scoring is actually one of my biggest passions in life um even apart from godzilla like i'm a big uh fan of jerry goldsmith you know john williams and danny elfman and whatnot uh fukube is obviously my favorite again going back to like when i was a kid you know as i said in the kickstarter video you know you're playing with your godzilla toys and you know that music is just so ubiquitous it's just in there it's it's like part of your organic makeup i guess you'd say (laughs) to quote gigantus um (laughs) So yeah, it's, uh, you know, I love music in general and I do independent film scoring. Like I've scored into independent films, uh, short films, stuff like that. And really this is just kind of a, a dream project, something that I've kind of had brewing for quite a few years now. And hopefully, uh, with the success of this Kickstarter campaign, it'll come to fruition and it'll be something that everybody's going to enjoy that'll be able to experience it. Right on. How about you, Chris? Well, I've been like, much like John and you, Kyle, I have been a big Godzilla fan since I was a little kid. It's actually one of my very first earliest memories as a child. Like I remember Channel 9, four years old, I just put on TV and all of a sudden I saw King Kong fight Godzilla and it was like this image ingrained in my head. And then a few years later, I remember finding a VHS of King Kong vs. Godzilla and after I begged my parents to buy it for me. I have never been the same since. So I've been a lifelong Godzilla fan. And actually, it actually made me get involved in film. And I have been doing film for about uh, about nine, ten years now. Graduated from SVA and uh, done various things from shorts to films to TV shows and stuff like that. So I've kind of run the gambit. Currently working with a company called Napsy Pictures. We do a lot of online video for businesses, and I'm actually helping a friend of mine produce a feature comedy at the moment, and probably looking like it's going to be done ready for the fall. It's called Human and Tree. And uh, Godzilla's always been that that influence in, in my life, um, kind of the driving force to, to do my career as well. And, you know, when John had told me about this particular project, it just... I, for me, it's it's one of those, you can say, quote-unquote, bucket list ideas. Just to see an Afuka Bay concert and just to actually 
be a part of it is going to be something totally awesome. Well, I got to say, when the Kickstarter link first crossed probably my Facebook feed or something like that, and I checked it out, uh, I believe the the mental verbiage going on inside my brain was like, oh my God, yes. Because I have the soundtracks from like Godzilla Fantasia, where it was basically one big long medley performance. And, yeah, three movements, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's like one of my favorite things to listen to. It it bums <laughs> me out that I can't play it on the podcast because each one is like 15 minutes, like each track is like 15 <laughs> minutes long. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a fantastic idea. And uh, and John, you, you said you've been scoring stuff, and I know in the Kickstarter video you mentioned something about uh, putting together something for a, a, a local group or another group somewhere in, in the U.S. Uh, to play a Fuka-based music. What, what it was, was in 2007, actually, it was the, I remember very distinctly, it was the, the Monday or Tuesday that I returned from G-Fest in Chicago. I uh, found in my MySpace inbox back when people used MySpace. Way back when. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Way back when. I mean, it's, it's kind of been out of the uh, zeitgeist for a while now. Um, I was contacted actually by the Austin Wind Symphony, which is now in Texas called the Cinematic Symphony. They rebranded themselves in recent years. And um, they're actually very well known. And in fact, uh, coming up, they're going to be doing performances of um, some of like the DC Animated Universe music with some of the actual composers who wrote the music are going to be in attendance. So they're pretty legitimate. And uh, back in 2007... They were organizing uh, a Creature Features concert for October, and Patrick Phillips, who at the time was the conductor and 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 the leader of the ensemble, uh, had, I guess, come across my profile on Sci-Fi Japan and saw that in it, it was you know I was working on like a transcription of the original Fifty Four score, which was true at the time. I mean, I was trying to dissect the music and really you know just kind of get it on paper because nothing really existed sheet music wise at that time. So he wanted to use whatever I had. And I said to him, well, well rather than that, why not do something really cool and special? I mean, like, and I, and I brought up to him that King Kong versus Godzilla, uh, Fukube's score for that had been completely, obviously om almost completely taken out of the movie. There's, there's a few cues that are still in the American version as we know it. But, um, I, uh, suggested to him, like, let me just do a suite of music for you guys to perform and like really make it something that's kind of going to be like a rare treat. And so I did, and uh, the four cues that I did were uh, Seahawk SOS, uh, right into Resurrection of Godzilla, um, Operation Kong theme, and then the main titles with like a little bit of like an outro coda. And I had so much fun doing that. And then, you know, seeing, uh, I wasn't able to actually get to Austin for the performance, but somebody had, uh, had taped it and put it on YouTube for a brief amount of time. So I was able to see it like that. And I was like, Oh, they did such a good job. It was so much fun. They had the clips playing in the background. And at that point I was like, man, there needs to be a celebration of, of a Fukubay's music. I mean, it's so recognizable. People know it. Definitely. And so then I, I had started, I was actually living in New York at the time. I, uh, I started writing to various ensembles, various, you know, like the New York, um, like New York pops and things of that nature and just getting turned down time after time. And it was always like this, we like this music. And I would, I would send them like packages of stuff, like, you know, material. I was photocopying 
Egg Godzicheski's interview with Akira Kube in G Fan, like the definitive interview he did with him. And I was sending, uh, you know, CDs of just like clips from, you know, from his soundtracks. And I said, you know, that this guy needs to be celebrated. And this was back when I was like, oh, 2014 is too long to wait. And now, I mean, getting turned down so many times. And now with the, you know, knowing about Kickstarter and Indiegogo and stuff like that, I said, well, you know what? This is the perfect year. It's a Fukubei's centennial. It's Godzilla's 60th uh, anniversary. New movies coming out. If we can possibly make this happen through the generosity of the fans out there, this is going to be the year to do it. So let's just give it a try. And that's where we are right now. So today, just for the listeners to know, we're recording this on March 13th. And so this project started uh, at what? When did it Friday start? morning, actually, 10 a.m. We launched it last week. Um, so we haven't even been up a week and we're already at, I believe, 6140. Yeah, 61 something. I'm yeah. seeing 62.45 right now. So we're 25% oh, funded all right. at the moment, which <laughs> awesome. is which is cool, you know. Yeah. And you guys do have a lofty goal of $25,000. That's correct. We do. And I can completely understand, but why don't you explain a little bit to the listeners why why that is such a high number? Well, like I said uh in the Kickstarter description, it is a high number, but it also isn't because putting on and, and this is something obviously if you're not if you're not like involved in the in the production of of concerts and stuff like that you, it's it's hard to understand but first and foremost you have to pay the musicians you can't just sit there and call musicians and say hey listen because a lot of them work regular jobs as well and you know you can't sit there and say to them by the way can you just for the love of playing just come out and maybe lose money and play this concert for free you have to pay them and you have to you know you have to pay them good and they're worth every single penny i mean we're talking like music like this it it doesn't move without the musicians on paper i could stand up there with a conductor's baton and wave it around until my arm falls off and if there's nobody in front of me to play this and to actually bring this music to life it's all for nothing so first and foremost You've got to pay the musicians and, you know, then it, there's also rentals like a uh, cartage, you know, if we have to rent a piano that's got to be brought in, you know, if uh, the timpani player, you know, you can't just expect a, a guy like that to just roll up with his van and roll his drums out. It doesn't work that way, even though people think it does. And then there's also like venue rental and stuff. And I mean, Chris can even explain some of the other things as well. Yeah. I mean, there's a, a, also the costs go into, you know, printed materials, um, we are going to be doing, you know, advertisements. There are going to be prints um, for Kickstarter uh, backers specifically only for that event. And, you know, there's also audio, there's video, um, if there has to be a projectionist, you know, all these different things. And there's all these, a lot of moving parts. So that's, again, it might sound like a big number, but when you break it down, like John said, it, it really kind of evens out. Yeah, because you guys are making a full-blown production out of this. This is not just a few dudes jamming. This is a... No, no, a, no, no. You said, is it a 50-person uh, symphony? It's going it's to be at least a 50-person orchestra. And if uh, if we manage to make more than our goal, we're just going to add more musicians. That's exactly. super awesome. Seriously. I, um, I And, you know, everybody knows Ifukube is the king. You know, he is basically associated with kaiju films and the soundtracks and not to mention soundtracks but also their 
their roars. I'm sure he was involved mm-hmm. well into the you know the 60s with their with their roars and such. Yeah, most of the uh, Toho monsters actually most of the roars were all created musically. I mean, when he did when he made Godzilla's roar with the uh, with the contrabass and the uh, the resin coated leather uh, leather glove as you know the popular the story is told. It's you know he really set forth kind of a way of doing this. Like even with Godzilla raids again, Angelos's roar was I think created with a a horn or a saxophone of some kind, um, and Ghidorah's roar was obviously done with an organ. So definitely a different way of doing things than most of the contemporaries, you know. So uh, tell me a little bit about the actual Kickstarter itself. You guys have a ton of different, uh, not a ton, but you have a pretty significant amount of backing levels. Yes. Um, maybe just highlight a couple that you're into, because I, I know a couple that I would definitely like point out. Like you said before we started talking here about Bob Eggleton is doing a print for you guys. Yeah, um, Bob is a very good friend of mine. Um, awesome guy, you know, just one of the coolest guys you'll ever meet. And, uh, you know, I said to him, I, I brought up the project to him, I think, at Chiller Theater last October, which is actually right around the time that I brought it up to Chris and wanted him to be uh, a partner in this. And, you know, I, I said, you know, would you be interested in, you know, doing like an exclusive print just for the backers, you know, because everybody knows Bob's art, you know, and... Bob was totally, totally on board with it. In fact, uh, just the other day, he kind of got a hold of me and he was like, I think I have a really good idea for what I want to do. And I'm not going to spoil it just yet, but uh, it's going to be really cool uh, when you guys see it. And, um, you know, I think the $25 to $100 uh, range has been very popular with people, I think. And I, and I said, you know, no, no donation is too big or too small. You know, I understand some people are on a budget. And right, and times are tough and stuff. You know, they are absolutely. It's it's a generous thing for people to to, to give, and uh, you know, especially if people believe in the project and stuff, and to support in our artistic project, especially. So you know, like you're saying, there's no nothing too big, too small. But th- generally speaking, people seem to love the twenty five to a hundred dollar like kind of range of of um, of rewards. So. And, and that's great. I mean, if that's what I mean, we, we got a lot of great rewards uh, already kind of or backers already at those levels. So it's gone well to this point. And I just think it's it's awesome if you can give what you can and just help us spread the word. That's all we can ask at this point. And so can you give me an idea of what the like, let's say this this happens because I really do. I really want this to to <laughs> uh, to be a thing. And I was talking to my co-host about this. And, you know, I get hit up by a lot of different Kickstarters to, to spread out the word. And, um, and a lot of them I do believe in. And uh, several of them I've actually donated myself. Mm-hmm. This is actually probably the Kickstarter I have been most excited to come across my, uh, my eyes here. Like I am, Thank you. this That's is the awesome. kind of Thanks, thing, bro. like I really love the idea of watching this. In fact, I just posted a video on the Facebook page the other day of a a live performance of Ifuka Bay's work. Oh, yeah. yes. That's and a good one. I love that awesome. video. I watch it all the time. It's actually a source of inspiration, to believe, believe it or not. No, I totally believe it, because as I was sitting there watching it, I was like, this is what I want to see live. And I actually got to see, um, I wish I could remember the name of it, I got to see the Star Wars one that they did, they took yeah. on tour. Yeah, they which, did it. Um, of course, was a huge, massive <laughs> deal, but like, yeah. still, it was really cool to see live. 
Yeah, and I think they did Lord of the Rings, I know, as well. It's, it, you can't beat that sound, especially if you're a fan of the genre or a fan of the film, and you hear that music live. There is just no greater feeling of power and just sheer fandom than when you're in a concert setting like that. So when people, like, let's say this succeeds, because we all want it to, what are people going to get when they walk into the doors? <sighs> well, hopefully, it'll be an experience they're never going to forget, and... What we really want is just to kind of stir up that magic, you know, like when you're sitting there and if you're going to hear the music played right in front of you with, you know, with an ensemble like that. And we really just want to stir up good feelings in people like this is fun. You know, we're having fun. This is great. This was worth donating to or this was worth coming to. And just we really want to just bring that new element to G-Fest and just really make this year a spe I mean, this is a special year with it being Absolutely. both Godzilla's 60th and Afuka Bay's 100th. We really want to make it special. We want to make an event that's going to be uh, absolutely like where we can sit there and turn around and say, you know, uh, we may have done this up here, but you guys helped us make it possible. So just give yourselves a round of applause and just be happy and, and enjoy this. Enjoy what you were a part of. I mean, uh, Chris can probably, uh, you, yeah, you know, it's. It's almost, it's like what, you know, Tusa always kind of said. It's like that childhood sense of wonder. And I, I think when a large majority of us, you know, we watch these films as a kid and we've progressed into adulthood with them, you know, so for a few, you know, for a few hours, you're in that auditorium, you're in that space, you're listening to it. Turn your and, cell phones off. <laughs> yeah. Or that too. But, you know, you just get so engrossed in it and there's so, there's such a magic about it. So that's what's going to be really great for people to see. And, and this is entirely a concert. We've had so many different people, especially helping us. This is such an event for fans by fans. I mean, it's just people working together and that's, what's important, you know, to put something on that's great and something that people are really going to remember. And that is true. I mean, we've had so many people come out of the woodwork and offer like legitimate help, you know, really offer, bring something to the table to actually help make this possible and it's been very humbling that people are actually really um, believing in this. And, you know, God willing that we're successful with our funding, we're going to just, I mean, the road to Chicago is going to get here before you know it. And we're going to have a lot of fun in that auditorium all together, oh, yeah. just enjoying this music and just, just having fun. I, I want everybody to walk out of there with a smile on their face and just be like, yeah, this totally was Totally charged awesome. up, you know? Just like boom, definitely. Oh my gosh, it's a, it's like I would say for ninety nine percent of Godzilla fans, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity too. Yeah, I agree. I mean, because there's never been a concert of Fukubay's music totally here in North America, and I think that's really going to be awesome because you know they're doing concerts like this, and they've done them in Japan a lot. But, you know, not too many of us have gotten that chance to see them there. So the chance to bring it here, especially centrally at G-Fest. And you know, the thing is, like, great. with, um, I'm sorry, Chris, um, in regards to, like, the concerts they do in Japan, typically, and, you know, obviously sometimes there's exceptions, but most of the time it's just the Godzilla Fantasia that's being played. I mean, we want to do selections from every Godzilla movie that Afukube scored. I mean, really... Not just taking something that's been done before, but tailoring our own suites, things that are going to really just 
you, where you won't exactly know what's coming next, but you think you know, and it's going to be like that element of surprise and fun. And we really want to make something very unique to this, to where if you're there or you're a part of this and you're a backer and you get a recording of it or, a, or a, you know, whether it's audio or video or you're actually in the audience, it's going to be something that you were there for something special that you just can't see anywhere else. I mean, I can just attest to my own excitement about just listening to the enthusiasm that you guys are bringing to this project. I just really, uh, anything I can do to help make this a, a success, I am, I'm willing to pretty much do for you guys. No, this we is appreciate like, it, Thanks Kyle. so Thank much, you. Kyle. Seriously needs to happen. And uh, for the listeners out there, I really, really hope that you understand how amazing this is and what an incredible opportunity is, not only for... Uh, just Godzilla fans, but music lovers as well, to sit and and watch live orchestrated music. It's actually quite amazing and very moving, too. Definitely. And, you know, the thing is, too, we also want to make this known that this concert, it's open to anybody. You know, G-Fest people, the general public, anybody can come in and enjoy this show at the, at the venue we're going to have it at. Oh, that's yeah, good I to think, know. That's good to know. Yeah, that was definitely, um, as Chris said, was a big thing for us is that whereas we, we do want our friends at GFest to come to this. We also want people out there to actually see this and be like, this kind of seems like something fun and let's just give it a try and maybe experience something a little bit new and different and discover the music of Akira F. Kube. You know what I mean? Cause he was immensely talented, uh, not really known outside of Japan for anything but his tokusatsu works, whereas in Japan he was a very well-respected classical composer. Mm -hmm. So maybe it'll bring that awareness in, like I said, in the fun program of the Godzilla movies and this kind of music that kind of stirs up that memory from when you were a kid. You know, maybe you'll actually develop more of an appreciation for this man as a composer and seek out his other works. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, too, even people that don't know his particular music, you know, his themes are so catchy. I mean, they stay with you forever. I mean, even your kid, you're always humming the military march, you're humming Godzilla's theme. You know, these things just stay in your head. They're memorable and they stand the test of time. So you guys ready for some nerdy questions? Sure. <laughs> sure. Go <laughs> <All right>. for it. <laughs> OK, so have you written has, has the suite been written yet? The suite? Well, there would be a different suite for each movie. Um I have actually started working on it. Uh, I've been for a couple months now. And the reason is because my original idea, um, like I said, going back to 2007, I wanted to do a concert. For this particular year at G-Fest, my original idea was to actually have a screening of the original 54 Godzilla and get a smaller, like a 30, about a 30-piece orchestra, like what a Fukube used in the original soundtrack, and play the score just to the 54 film nice. to the movie as it played on the screen. I asked for Toho and Toho Music's permission for that, and they denied it. They've, I mean, and Toho is, you know, they, they, they've got their, their quirks and their ways of doing things. And they said that, no, that, you know, we don't really do that. So then I asked about doing a, uh, a, just a straightforward concert, which was really what I wanted to do from the beginning and they went for that right away and they said, yeah, you know, we like what you're doing. We like the respect you're showing for Mr. Fukube on his, uh, centennial and just, you know, we got to go, just go through ASCAP, get the license. And that's where we're at right now. And I've actually been working on the suites 
as you know as we've been going along just in case because i don't want to get behind if we actually do get funded you know <laughs> right yeah 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 so uh are there are you just sticking with godzilla movies or are you going to incorporate any of the other stuff that uh any of the other kaiju films mm. that that ifukabe worked on i will say you will <laughs> have to find just, out and i'll leave it at big- that Good answer, Chris. That's that's what we want to say. You'll have to come to the show and find out. Okay, I'll do that. <laughs> right on. <laughs> so, what uh, what are some of you you guys' favorite Ifukabe works? Oh wow! Um, probably for me, my absolute favorite would probably be Godzilla versus the Thing. I love Destroy All Monsters score. You know, I, I anything he's done for me has always been. A milestone it's always been like the top tier you know it's hard to narrow down to like one thing it really sure. is yeah, yeah. it's very hard uh i know, you know for Gijo myself i'm sorry chris that's like gijo the three mon- there's so many to choose from it's like it's almost impossible it's like it's like picking a favorite billy joel song it's, it's really really hard um for me uh, i i mean ooh, that's it's a tough one uh there's certain scores that i love just because they have some of the most memorable themes in it like destroy all monsters obviously the sy3 theme is you know i mean that's like to me that's like the most memorable godzilla march ever i mean just just for my personal taste but um i do love the score to mothra versus godzilla as well or godzilla versus the thing as chris said um obviously the original 54 score is the one that started it all and afukabe even considers that and destroy at both his finest works that was you know his personal favorites. Um, I actually really love as written music. I love the score to the 92 Mothra. Hmm. That's a, it's a good one, man. That's yeah, some really good I, stuff. As far as varied writing. I mean, some of the stuff, it, it, there's even a lot on that soundtrack that didn't make it into the final film, but it just seemed like that of all the 90s soundtracks, that was the one that was the, the least reliant on older material he really i think wrote a fantastic uh, sound uh score to that movie and that's definitely up there with some of my favorites yeah i'm a big fan of destroya obviously and the the soundtrack uh, and i love how he incorporated chinese instrumentation into that opening scene this yeah. really blows my socks off every time i listen to it and it's one of those that you can listen to super, super loud, and it just, like, yeah. it never gets chills, old. You know? Oh, yeah, so yeah, well, good. Come on, like, I mean, I think we can all sit there and say we've blasted, you know, the main title Destroy Hong Kong track Oh yeah, uh, as loud as possible. I mean, it was just great that he went back and he brought kind of, like, the staccato, really low-end Godzilla theme from the 54 film back, and he reorchestrated it for Destroyer, and it was just great. I mean, that movie just opened... Just a bang, wonderfully, you know? you know. And how many of us cried during the requiem? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't. Oh, I don't know about you <laughs> no, guys. No. I sure didn't. Never <laughs> as, do that. as my girlfriend liar, says, liar. "I'm not crying. You're crying." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's good <laughs> stuff, man. I yeah, Ifukabe is definitely, without a doubt, is uh, is just synonymous with good soundtracks for kaiju movies. It's just. My my co-host likes to use the term bombastic, and and Fukube definitely has some bombastic themes. Absolutely, yeah. and what I will say is, if Kube, you know, he 
easily was better than his American contemporaries with monster music at the time. I mean, I think, oh, absolutely. I think the only uh, going back to like the in the nineteen anything anything back from like the sixties on back. I think the only person that ever came close to him was Max Steiner with his score to King Kong as far as personality and just really it just seemed like a lot of times with 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 B movies like 50 sci-fi films a lot of these composers w- would just kind of play to the lowest common denominator and there was still great stuff I mean you had like uh, Bernard Herrmann's The Day the Earth Stood Still is a fantastic like masterwork mm-hmm. but Fukube really personified these creatures in a way that like nobody else ever could have and that's why i say like his his music is so unique it's it is absolutely as uh, how do i say it uh he has as much personality as the monsters in the movie themselves i mean there's there's just so unique and there's a reason that these movies have stood the test of time and people have loved them for as long as they did yeah, I think it would be weird to watch the original Godzilla or uh, Mothra versus Godzilla or Destroy All Monsters with a different soundtrack, knowing knowing the scores as we do. It yes. would be, oh, yeah, it, it would, would feel like a totally different film. Completely, you know? yeah, yeah. Right on. So, what else? Uh, what else can we do to 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 get these listeners? I mean, aside from me, like shaking the bush and saying, "Hey, you guys, <laughs> please, you gotta you gotta donate to this." Um, what you know? What else do these guys need to know about it? I mean, I I'm sold. I already actually, truth be told, I was kind of waffling on which which level I wanted to go at. But this uh this morning, I decided to to uh, go for the seventy dollar backing. Good awesome. choice. Good choice. That's my level. That's my level. Awesome. And you know what? That that that's just that's all we can hope for is that everybody at home who's listening and uh, any Godzilla fan really who loves these movies and loves the soundtracks just find the appropriate tier that works for you. Find the rewards that you like and just kind of go for it and help us make history. And you won't regret it. It's going to be an event if it happens. It's going to be quite a thing. And I think the biggest thing is you know if. Please follow our, our progress. We've got a Twitter account. We have a Facebook. We have some other forms that will be opening up in a few days, social media-wise. Um, follow us. Check out back on Kickstarter. You know, and that's that's the biggest thing, just to see where we're going to go. And, and, as, and again, to think positive, once we get funded, to see where we're going to go and, and follow us up until the event and afterwards, too. Very cool. Yeah, I like that. Think positive. That's the because exactly. that's the way I'm feeling. I mean, I feel like this needs to happen. I I was actually really impressed with the amount of uh, the amount of backing you guys got just within the first few days. And yeah, it was really it was like John was saying. It was very humbling, you know, to have people, you know, friends, family, especially you know your Godzilla family coming out and supporting you. It's it's been really great. Yeah, but we got a ways to go. So uh, yeah, well, let's definitely make that happen, you guys. And well, we hope again, it does. Uh, uh, <laughs> we're we're looking forward to it. We really uh it's a dream project that, w- that we want to put out for for everybody to just enjoy because we're all again we're all in it in the same level, you know, just fans to sit back all of us in a room and just hear this wonderful music. And I think that that honestly is the most important thing is that, you know, like me and Chris, you know, and I'm sure you yourself Kyle, this is just something we would all want to see whether we were involved with it or not. So that's really what we're what we're um, getting at right now. We really want to just make something that we as fans would love to see, and hopefully all the other fans would enjoy as well. 
So, Chris, tell me a little bit about what you're doing in uh, with the project. Are you documenting it for your film? Or are you are you going to be working yeah, on like a video presentation? Have a document for it? documentation of it. Uh, predominantly, you know, me and John have been kind of tag teaming a lot of things with the fundraising efforts right now. I'm going to be in charge of making sure our audio is taken care of, our video is taken care of, and anything leading up to the event, uh, production wise, gets accomplished. Uh, anything that has to be for printed materials, um, you know, anything just for the show, making sure that it all goes off without a hitch and then uh, just let it happen and then bring in people to have fun and come along to see our show. And I will say, you know, um, when the whole idea of this came about and I knew that I was going to need somebody else, you know, Chris was really the first and only choice of a co-producing partner that I had. Uh, just knowing him for the last couple of years, uh, at G Fest and beyond, uh, he lives in New York, so I see him a lot in New York when I'm there. We meet around for Chilla Theater. We always meet up with a bunch of G fans there and stuff. And it's always kind of a nice little mini G Fest, if you will, get together. Yes, that's, that's a good way here. to put it. And you know, like Chris is the kind of guy I can depend on. You know, he was—I knew he would get—he would really get on board with this and be like a really awesome person to have along. So. Uh, I brought it up to him back in October and obviously, you know, he's been awesome and people have been praising the look of our video on Kickstarter and that's all from Chris and uh, our friend Ryan Montenegro came down to my studio and helped us film that. And we did and, it in a blizzard too. Yeah, you guys, you guys drove down <laughs> in a freaking blizzard and that didn't stop you. I mean, thank you guys for doing that. But um yeah, Kyle, I mean, these guys were awesome. I mean, the entire professional look of the video is all due to Chris. So, yeah, you got to, it, it really Thanks. does help out to have a good, high quality video when, you know, when somebody's just sitting there and they're, uh, you know, with their take, cell phone, with their cell phone <laughs> yeah, in the bathroom, yeah, you know, it doesn't really, it. doesn't really make me want to donate. But I mean, well, in and, it, yeah. And that was the thing. I mean, I, I think, we both knew that if we wanted people to trust us with their donations and actually say, wow, these guys are asking for a lot. I mean, can we really trust? I mean, we really, we really want people to see that we have our stuff together, that this is going to be everything that we're telling you it's going to be. And if you help us make it happen, it's going to be just awesome. It's been great. Cause you know, it's funny cause me and John have known each other for a long time and for years, we were just friends, and I had no idea he, he did music, and he had no idea I did film, so it was kind of cool that we finally were able to kind of combine both those things with this project, and it's it's just been great, because it's something you've always said, like, oh, I've always wanted to go to a Fuka Bay concert, you know, wouldn't it be great if, and then when he told me about it, it was immediately like, yes, I'm there, I'll do it, I'm I'm ready, you know? Sounds so perfect. it's been really great. Yeah, it sounds perfect, that's awesome. All right, so, before we go, if you could turn someone on to one soundtrack from the Godzilla series or or beyond, if you could base music, of course, what would you what would you put in front of somebody's uh, face or ears? What would you plug into their ears? I should say. That's tough. <laughs> I know because there's just there's so many there's so many distinct. My knee jerk reaction is to say the fifty four score because there's some really good emotional material on there. However, if you want to talk about like a tour de force, I would go with the Mysterians. Ooh, excellent choice. Actually, uh, definitely in my top three of Fukube scores. It's it's really up there. I mean, that is a just a total masterwork by Fukube. I, I just I, anytime you hear his stuff specifically, it'll always stay with you. And you can just you can I always say if, if you can hum the theme after you've heard it, sometimes it makes a great score. 
or a great theme. And I, I think of Hookah Bay stuff even early on. You just you hear it, you memorize it, and you know it, you know. And then when you hear it, you get that, oh my God, you get those goosebumps and those excitements. And you think, wow, you know, you, you get back into that kind of kid sense of mind and, you know, just enjoying kaiju movies. Yeah, I would definitely say Mysterians or even Battle in Outer Space. Actually, Battle in Outer Space is my favorite non-Godzilla Afukube score. So that would definitely be another one that I would suggest. But uh, Mysterians, just that that theme to the Mysterians is just so awesome. Yeah. That's definitely one that I put in front of someone's ears. Very cool. Now, I may say, throwing it out on the limb, one of my favorite non-Godzilla ones might have to be King Kong Escapes. That's a good one. For sure. For sure a good yeah. one. I also really like the Daimajin uh, yeah. soundtrack, too. Good stuff. And, of course, some of that eventually came into the Godzilla series. But uh, Yes. Well, it was actually, yeah, they, they were all, I think, oh, what, uh, Daimajin was 66, all three movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Yeah, actually, some most of that was actually from the year before, uh, like the Monster Zero, Frankenstein Congress, the World, like '65. Um, it's all like that whole mid '60s era for him was just one solid zeitgeist. It was just, you know, like I just maybe the overlap was a natural thing because he had so many projects going on, but. Uh, definitely that, that's a good choice. Those are definitely good choices. Yeah. And I love how he embraced, if Fukube really seemed to embrace the kaiju genre for, for, uh, soundtracks. Yeah. And he took it seriously, which I think was important too. You know, he didn't write it as, oh yeah, which is another thing. He, he really put thought into it and, you know, he created something that like John was said has character, you know, and it expresses the creatures of that particular film. And I think a lot of that also has to do with the fact that he was working most of the time with uh, Ishiro Honda. And, you know, Honda actually brought that um, that kind of character into his direction. So it was really just, you had like the perfect storm of parts in those 50s and 60s movies. And you think of how fast they also worked too and, and how they just oh, yeah. put out these things. And, they were, and they're great. They're so great. And they're so enjoyable, I think, now as much as they were back then. And to think that how quickly their turnaround time was and how memorable their stuff is to this day, it's it's the marking of a classic, in my opinion. And that's exactly, what, that's exactly what we're trying to uh, celebrate with this concert. Very awesome. It's going to be a classic, classic experience. And like I said before, a once-in-a-lifetime experience for just about everybody. And uh, I really, really, I'm just going to, like like you said, Chris, stay positive. I can't wait till this is funded. I am really looking forward to seeing this live. And uh, like I said, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure that people know about it. I don't want a single person that listens to this show to say, what, there was a Kickstarter for a Godzilla concert? Because, man, this really should be backed. It is a fantastic project. John and Chris, thank you guys so much for being on the show and for oh, sharing the information us, about this. Yeah, Kyle, definitely. Thank you very much for having us on. Uh, now, I did ask if you guys had any uh, any songs you want to take us out on. And, John, you came Ooh, up with something. I did. Um, I would actually go out with the Godzilla vs. Destroyer end credits because it's just such a nice coda. Definitely. It's a great one. Well, we will definitely do that. Uh, once again, thank you guys for, for being on this. Thank you for doing the Kickstarter. Uh, oh, thank the, you, and we'll keep you updated. Thanks for your help, the project. Kyle. Yeah, and yeah, the, for the listeners, seriously. the Kickstarter ends... On April 6th. April 6th at 6.48 a.m. Pacific Daytime. Yes. <laughs> so, Which is 9.48 
our time. <laughs> yeah. So just make sure you get your pledges in by then. I'm sure you'll be seeing a lot of it on the Facebook page and on my we so. website and Twitter and so forth. And uh, there we go. That's about all I got to say about it. We will see you for the next episode. Jamata. I'm back for just a second to explain why I'm talking still. We had maybe like about 15 minutes to sort of play out some extra music. So what I decided to do was take a few tracks from some of the soundtracks that John and Chris mentioned and uh, play a few of my favorite songs from those. So I thought we would start off with the Heat Ray Gun from Battle in Outer Space, then move into Element X from King Kong Escapes, followed by Journey to the War God Effigy from Daimajin, and then after that, we'll play SY3 Sortie from Destroy All Monsters. Then The Greatest Battle on Earth 2 from Ghidra the Three-Headed Monster. And we'll finish it all up with Mechagodzilla's Sortie from Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla 1993. Thanks again for listening. We do have a very special thing happening on Monday the 17th for Monster Music Monday. John is going to create a playlist 
celebrating 100 years of Fuka Bay with 100 tracks. Join us then, and then join us for our next episode, and please make sure you back this Kickstarter. Jamata.
Thank you.